everybody, and welcome to another amazing episode of Joy Has Questions. I am the host, none other than your girl, JHQ, coming to you with another amazing episode. For this week's You Better Know, I am highlighting Don B. Barden, who is an African-American entrepreneur and business mogul. Now, I know when we think of Las Vegas, we think of the Rat Pack, we think of Sammy Davis Jr., we think of, you know, uh, Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin, but... Don H. Barden, in 2001, became the first black Las Vegas casino owner when he opened the Majestic Star Casino. And then during his lifetime, he was one of the most richest and successful black businessmen in the U.S., having a net worth of $100 million. He was not out here playing nobody's type of game. This was a man who was not only the president, chairman, CEO of Majestic, but then he also served as president and chief executive of Majestic Investor Holdings, LLC. He was the manager of Barden, Colorado Blackhawk in Mississippi. Also, this was a man who was the president and chief of Barden Companies, for which he had multiple companies that he owned and operated. And then for over the past 30 years, he operated many business ventures, including real estate development, casino gaming, broadcasting, cable TV. In 2003, Black Enterprise made his company of the year. And then in 2004, he received the Trumpet Award for Entrepreneur of the Year. This was a man who started off from humble beginnings and from there grew grew his business, grew his legacy. Um, I'll be honest, I tried to find a lot of information about like his upbringing. There wasn't really a ton to find. But this also was a man like had his hands in the Pittsburgh Penguins. And then he also, even though he was unable to secure permanent financing for work to do the North Shore Casino Project, he also made many other you know, strides in the real estate industry. He died in 2011 of lung cancer in Detroit. And this was a person who basically said, um, I'm going to fuck the status quo. I don't care if I'm the first one to do it and I'm going to be a boss. So I just wanted to point him out because when people make statements like, well, why do you have so many businesses? How the fuck can you not? Don Barden had his hands in so many dealings over probably 60 different entities that were under him as either some sort of a subsidiary. So get your checks up, people, and let's get like those who came before us because they clearly were getting theirs. Salute to Don H. Barden and for everything that he accomplished in the Las Vegas gaming industry and beyond. All right, everybody, what's up? It's your girl, Joy Has Questions, coming to you from the city of wind. Uh, Slightly windier than normal because it is cold as fuck outside, but we know what it is. This happens every year. Stop acting surprised. I am super excited for my guest today, um, Chi-Town's own Chris Breezy. No, (laughs) like (laughs) the light-skinned wonder, the original. No, I'm kidding. Um, I got my boy Leroy Catlin in here, founder of Fresh Vision Group, as well as some other businesses that he's going to talk to us about today. So, hi, love. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? I'm doing amazing. And I am also cracking up because it is so funny seeing you in this chair. Like, next time, (laughs) I'm definitely, that is on the goal list for 2019. (laughs) have multiple pieces of furniture that everyone can be comfortable in. Um, Let's just jump right to it. So, according to IG, what's up with your boy, Dre? So, here's the thing. I do not think he is an example of a broke clock. I think this boy is a fucking genius. I have my own reasons for why 
he may not be perceived as such, uh-huh. but you can't be stupid and be worth thirty million, even for all the niggerish shit that he might look like he does. Yeah. So to jump right into Dre, aka Big Soldier, aka Father to Big us Draco. all. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Soldier Boy. Uh, my opinion on Soldier Boy is he's very calculated, very strategic. Even though he tends to confuse people with his delivery, I mean. It doesn't bother me. I get the whole, I get the message. I get everything that he's doing. Um, And he's not, he has not been irrelevant. People think just because you don't hear a Soldier Boy track, he's not making moves out here. He's he's actually produced and made beats for a lot of hits over the past few years. So I need people to really dig deep into the the behind the scenes work that he does. But uh, Soldier Boy out here making money. He's been making money since he was 16, 17 years old. So and I'm like, he well, had Beyonce cranking that. So let's yeah. also this in terms of like you said, culturally relevant. Mm-hmm. Like he has always, whether you might have looked at him as gimmicky or maybe you might have looked at him as a joke. You can say what you want, but this boy is a hustler through and through, and there's something to be respected in that. Yeah, and his yeah. business acumen is out of this world. And it, like even um this past week with this interview on um on the Breakfast Club and the Everyday Struggle, um. You can tell his big business acumen is there. Like when he got to digging deep and going in on uh on academics and I, I still don't know the the girl's the name. girl with the dry wrap. Yeah. We know her. Okay. <laughs> yes. But uh no, you can tell he's he knows he knows what he's doing. <laughs> so I'm going to definitely give her the hater of the Q one twenty nineteen award because I don't like that's the mindset of a worker. Yeah. Like I don't understand. Like the way he went, his response was beautiful. Like how how don't you have that was a genuine response. This like, many. That's a that's a response that if you was talking to one of your, your friend or somebody down the street and they said something out of out of pocket, you're like, right? <laughs> I don't care that these cameras here. Like what are you talking about? Why I came from? Why why don't you have these many businesses? I think that's an excellent example of what comfort looks like mm. in especially in the creative creative or media worlds in the sense of how we can become comfortable or think like because i might have a more visible platform that that means like i'm winning mm-hmm. like soldier boy is just visible but he also has his hands in a lot of things and the one thing that i this wasn't even a major thing but i think it is an excellent example of why he's really just that smart who copyrights a dance move. First off, I didn't know you could do that to a certain extent. But the fact that Crank That is copyrighted, like the issue that you see with this game, Fortnite, all the kids uh-huh. are like losing their shit over it. And a lot of the characters, now the conversation is coming up, like what's the equity that you're providing for like the dude that made Millie Rock and for mm. the guys that like have come up with like swag surfing and these characters are clearly reflecting those dance moves that they have stolen yeah. from these lesser known artists. Yeah, you I'm, can't do that with Soldier because his shit is copyright. I was like, this boy is smart as hell. Yeah, fun fact. Um, I don't know if he was the first, not not Soldier Boy, but I'm not sure if he was the first one. But Michael Jackson did it uh, back when um, Smooth was Smooth Criminal and the that Moonwalker, lean forward or the, the moonwalk, lean, the lean. Okay, the lean in that video. He definitely copyrighted that, so nobody could take it. Exactly, and it's that type of. First off, even knowing that mm-hmm. would keep a lot of businesses in line and in check. I do feel, to a certain extent, these cease and desist orders or whatever it is mm-hmm. that have been sent out. That's just based on the fact of like it might be in prototype format. It mm-hmm. may not be as new and shiny, but he definitely is coming for market space. And I'm like, I I don't have a problem with it. 
How many black boys do you see out here? As much 2K, as many dudes that I have had to sit there and watch play too. Nah, babe, hold (laughs) up. Uh uh, we got like, let me just finish this one game when you over here beefing halfway around the world with your nigga that lives wherever. No. 2K is life or death for some people. (laughs) Actually, okay, can I confess something real quickly? Go ahead. One time, I kind of accidentally on purpose because I was mad. I erased my guys. Oh, no. (laughs) He lit. I don't say this to make fun of domestic incidents <laughs> at all, but I think it was the closest I ever got to a nigga be like, that hurts. can she forgive me if I smack the shit out of her? Because, like, he you know looked, how much time and effort that takes. I could care less. I was livid. Like, I was like, I'm going to hit you. I'm not cutting Jordans. I'm not. That's too much work on my wrist. I'm literally going <laughs> to click a button. And your shit will be gone. And That's he crazy. went, it was like, what? Like, he literally had mm-hmm. a breakdown. That, you know, that, that changed your whole mood for the day. That's like, Good. I don't know. It's, it's like if you if you lost your phone for the day. You know, if, you know, if your phone got lost. And now you just... Just out here? Out here. It's well, the same thing. God will provide. If you get another 10 years on this planet, he can get a score back up. He'll be fine. <laughs> like, That's petty. <laughs> but no, um, just even getting back to that, the fact that like... We are constantly consuming and being innovators and not necessarily getting our just doing our credit for it. So to mm-hmm. see him do that, I think is amazing. I actually want to try out this game system. Even I'm though, interested even now. I'm, I haven't really been a gamer as an adult, but I still want to try it out. Because he was talking about all the classic games, like from the Genesis, Nintendo, to the PlayStation days. So. He said like he has over 800. Like I'm like... That... I don't know how I'm going to play 800 games, but... <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, that is deep diving into like options and data and you know like different insights that he can pull from say if he really does get the not fan base but just like the database or the threshold he can like build that out and optimize that to be like okay cool from these 800 here's the 20 i'm gonna sell Mm -hmm. because i know they're gonna do that well and he even said his expectations wasn't that high for him he said he was only expecting to do uh, uh, I'm not gonna say mediocre, but um, the numbers were like in the hundreds of thousands. He said he did a million, a million in 24 hours. So he was like, "Okay, I th- we might have something going on right here." We so, might. Yeah. We need to change the meme. It's not <laughs> Beyonce has 24 hours a day. Over like Dre has 24 hours yeah. a day. What the fuck are you doing? Um, outside of that, though, I will say the part that is concerning me. This is a brilliant young black man who is definitely, as typically as we all see, misstood uh-huh. in society. I'm concerned that whatever demons are that back end that he might be dealing with, like there's been a drastic weight change with him. Like his countenance, I'm, I will not use the C Hasn't word. He's always, been, he's always been skinny. So I don't. I mean, Leroy. I mean, there's a difference between you looking like this, like paid in full, Leroy, and then uh, your ass coming up in here looking like 50 Cent from Things Fall Apart. <laughs> I would be like, where is his mother? Like, what is happening right now? Yeah. There's a difference. It's so, the, I think it's the environment, the culture that he's in, you know. So, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yes, when you have Whitney Houston as your godmom, or just it's it's definitely a culture. It's just that is my only. Is that his godmom? Yeah. Oh. Like sissy, other something like this boy. We're not going to say that has anything to do with anything. It's not. But but, I mean, if we are talking, that's what I'm saying. Like the whole thing of like, just period rap culture. Take out your family, right? Mm -hmm. But just rap culture in general. I understand. Like it's a go 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 type of environment. There's legal and illegal activities Mm -hmm. that take place all the time. My only concern is like I don't need him being the 2019. 
Charlie Parker mm-hmm. or whoever else that has gone by the wayside or that genius been taken so soon because of whatever personal issue they might be going through. Yeah, we don't need no Mac Millers you know, moving forward. I was listening to Kiss today and literally almost had a moment. I was just like, why? Yeah. I just that's in general in terms it's of the music. Think. It really is the music though. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna front, but um. But okay, here's the thing: we have we've listened to songs. It active. We saw Gucci go from like on the throes of death or riding all the codeine waves to now looking like. But that was that was he had a major life change he had to make when he was locked up. So true. That he had was no, a decision. had no other option. <laughs> I mean, so yeah. if you get off of several murder charges, only got to do four years. <laughs> yeah. I think you need to have one hell of a conversation with Christ. <laughs> like, yeah. what do you want from me? But outside of that, like. This this is getting a little extreme. Like ASAP Yams, Mac yeah. Miller, uh, Demi Lovato has had several yeah, su- not had, suicide, but like overdose. Well, yeah, scares. They, I mean her uh, most recent one. They had when she she had a party. She had a party at the house, and they had the what is I don't even know what you call the thing. The, Hookah? No, that's like epipens or whatever. Oh, they oh, yeah. were drugging, drugging. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, they, had, they, had, they had it already on deck. Like if something happened. Shoot this person up with this to bring them back. Did that happen in Pulp Fiction? That did happen in Pulp Fiction. Okay, so <laughs> I've been in media since I was like 18 years old. I've been backstage. I've seen the stuff happen. I've just been like, mm-hmm. I am going home. Like, I am built for weed. I am not no, yeah, built. That's, that's definitely a real thing. It's, surprisingly, there is a lot more African Americans that indulge in these things than I thought. But <laughs> we, I think, but where was that cultural shift? Like, okay, now, like the centennials, like when I think of the little babies, Rich the Kid, mm-hmm. Uzi Bird, all the other littles that are it, the Kool Aid Color Dreadlock game, yeah. right? When I think about all these, ra- or the SoundCloud rappers, that's like what they fall under. They are so heavy into it. So, you know, I, I listen to a lot of uh, satellite radio, and you know mm-hmm. they have a lot of unfiltered conversations on there. Um, and you know, everyone knows Future is one of the ringleaders for all of this this whole drug movement for for the for kids. He triggers me, but okay, I'm listening. Yeah, but um, as of recently, they were having a conversation that he has a song out with Juice World, and he didn't realize. No, was it is it Juice World or? Uh, it's one of those those, you know, those and girls. they all. I'm not even saying this. They truly look like a whole bunch of cousins got on yeah. together. It's hard for me to separate them. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to say it was, it was Juice World or it was another guy. They all look the same, right? But he was saying that um, with the music, they were they were talking and having a conversation. He said he didn't realize how heavy like kids be into this because until they was having a conversation, and he was saying that yeah, he started drinking lean when he was in sixth grade and future actually felt some type of way about that and he said and well we'll it's we'll we'll be we'll see what happens but he's saying that he's gonna start trying to go away from that that from culture six bottles to four like i mean <laughs> what's we weaned it off uh, hey i gotta start somewhere <laughs> i'm happy with the accountability yeah. and i think sometimes you truly don't like yes you in the studio you making these beats you fucking these bitches you going on to the next you know like to the next album and you clearly only see things from your perspective. So I will say, yes, if that was the conversation that you heard mm-hmm. and it was a way to put an aspect of his, you know, music into his face in a sense, because I'm also not the type of person and like, I'm not going to blame rap as to yeah. why somebody shot up a school or why somebody, you know, might do something wrong. But I will say this, like, 
It's really killing me. It does me. affect people. Yeah, it's really killing me. I can't remember the rapper's name. I, I think I, it was Juice World because I think I, I, I got another, that song I saw another on video. I saw a video. He had a, um, a live. He was on IG Live or Facebook Live or something. He fell asleep in mid conversation or something. Okay, I'm not even saying. I know who that rapper mm-hmm. was. I'm not saying this to be fair. I grew up in the hood of the hood. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of black people that was free balling heroin. I'm like, I know when someone is leaning off of like... Yeah, he was off some other crack yeah. hypes mm-hmm. you up. Heroin makes you completely not the fuck out. I'm like, that's a, that's what I was thinking. Please like, he, check the, like whatever hype, he is doing. That was not no regular. Like we will right never now. have you yeah. out like that. I'm like, he's like a hype right now. Just <laughs> and I was like, like this is a literally when we talk about the opioid epidemic mm-hmm. or you know the repackaging of it. Like we also need to talk about number one restorative justice packages for all of our uncles, aunties, cousins bros and sisters that went in in the 80s and 90s for crack Mm -hmm. when it's like a lot of those people needed to be rehabilitated like if you think about it when crack started people did think it was a fun party drug they didn't realize like no girl this ain't like weed where you get high it was too new they didn't know what the effects of it and started destroying people's households exactly and then it's like but all these people who definitely did need the rehabilitation got sent into the penitentiary whereas now when it's an opioid crisis and it's affecting you know prescott and patricia out in the burbs, it's like we need we need to rehabilitate. We need to bring them back. You know, I'm like, yeah. but you have a whole demographic of this opioid crisis or of this drug crisis that is a lot of young black and brown kids mm-hmm. who are also looking at like the Takashi's and well, I mean, people like him in terms of <laughs> Takashi is a whole nother subject. But. You know what? All the Chicago in me, like I just I will not. Yeah. I will not go there. But yes, in terms of like these SoundCloud rappers, you mm. know, who are kids, like sometimes I forget like Herbo what is turning 25? Like tw- like these aren't well, he also said he's cooled down on his shit, but I'm like these are younger adults. Yeah. These ain't like our age like on the cusp of a new new like aspect of life. Um since we are talking about future on a scale of one to Oprah, how sensitive is mm-hmm. he that he cannot get his way with Sierra and Russell Wilson? Mm-hmm. I would actually, yes, you're a cisgender black man. How do you feel about Future? About the whole, him commenting, continuously commenting on uh, yes. Sierra and Russell. Because we all know the bitch got Russell control Wilson. issues. Yeah, true. I mean, honestly, I think at this point, he shouldn't even speak on it. I mean, the only thing, the only view, he do look come off as, he comes off as salty. But uh only problem I do have, which he addressed, is like they still haven't had any conversations in regards to that that their son, um, well, future son. And I feel like if you're gonna step into a situation, you gotta have a conversation with that parent. You know, even if you don't like that, it's still a respect factor. So, um, but other than that, you know, he's doing the most. Wait, and let me make sure you're talking about future and Russell Wilson. Yeah, needs to have future a and Russell Wilson. They've never had it. Well, apparently, according to future. They never had a conversation. I don't have children. But, okay. I feel like... Because, like, I mean, come on now. Let's say your child... Let's let, Okay, let's say you had kids, right? And then you, the dude that you was dealing with, mm-hmm. your baby father and whatever, he moves on to somebody else. And then now he has another woman around your child and you don't know... This okay. person from you know from a grain from a can of yeah, paint, from a can and of paint. like also yes, as we all clearly see, someone having a public reputation means nothing in terms of what they might necessarily be doing behind closed doors. So I can understand like regardless of the celebrity shit, mm-hmm. I, we are parents exactly, 
and I want to know who this person is around or feel out the person around my child. I completely understand that. I think what what weakens his case is him um, in the sense of how he come or how he presents yeah, himself. True. That, it doesn't make it right. It's on not her right. Part. Also, I mean, even if I didn't, well, one, I don't have any kids, but if I did have kids and I wasn't rocking with my uh, my baby mother, I just felt like some stuff you just you should just not do on some respect. That's still the mother of your your child, your kids. Right. So even if, like I said, I, if the, for me, my best bet is just to leave it alone. You know what I'm saying clearly they moved on. So. I think also it's just a matter of like, I think maybe, and clearly I don't know Sierra from a can of paint, but I think the thing is like, you can see there's been complete erosion in like communication, respect Mm. for both parties. And I think also she just comes off as being so over it that she only wants the lawyers to deal with it. Like, we're over here doing our thing, let the lawyers figure it out. And I know that might be the anti-African-American way, because the second a black woman says child support court, nigga child support really this how you doing me like don't i give you diapers i'm like not every situation if you're dealing with a mature like if i had a a a baby father with Uh common sense you know something you know that just represented like a semblance of brain cells and i'd be like you know what i don't have to put you on child support i know that you are a responsible man that you are going to do what you need to do for your child uh, I don't. I mean, Nevadius just doesn't give me that. Like, yeah. Um, but also, Future. I mean, she kind of knew what she was getting herself into. Future before that. The had, second like, I what? saw her rolling on the floor, I'm like, "Girl, <laughs> get off this ground! Like, this Seven, is not kids? what you like, want." Like, on, like, he she, he told her, "I will choose the dirty." He said, "Prescription Robitussin means more to me than your black ass." Like, Yo. I will choose the dirty <laughs> over you. <laughs> And you got matching dreads with standing in all the baby mama pictures. Maybe and she I was, was just, just going through a phase or something at the time when she was dealing with him. I don't know. And as a, let me say this. I am very honest about all of my moments. Like mm-hmm. any other adult, we have all had a whole phase. And it was a great time in our lives. Mm-hmm. I have several probably thugs that are just like, man, she was the coolest little college girl. I'm, yes. <laughs> but then and then you grow up and you're just like. This illegal forty five car out in the side of this Monte Carlo is mm-hmm. not not where I see myself. Like I'm not doing forty thousand dollars worth of college debt so I can turn myself into like I don't know Chief Keith's girl. Like I'm a good. trap queen. <laughs> no, I'm good. Because like, <laughs> if it's a ride or die situation, I am riding and you are dying. Like I am not <laughs> about to be the one. I'm gonna do this bid. I'm gonna do what. I'm going to give you a wreath of vocals. I'm out. Like, this has been fun. But I'm singing. Um, But yeah, I just... Toxic masculinity is something like we don't talk enough about in our community. Yeah. And... I think it's a mature thing. It's a maturity thing with with men on the toxic masculinity side. You have to... Because like I said, I mean, I grew up... Like a regular nigga here in 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 Chicago. So uh, just for the what does that what does a regular nigga mean to you? Because that to me is subjective. I mean, yes, it's subjective, but I mean, and I'm not saying that to be facetious. I'm just well, like you, from you, your okay, perspective. Okay, so you are, you know we we have males in our lives that tell us how we should be, how we you know what's masculine, what's tough. If with that you doing crying. this, that's soft. You know what I'm saying? Like you, yeah, you, we all have. I've had those those figures in my life, but at the same time though, you got to start experiencing things and make form your own opinions um, as you grow up. So 
Uh, you can't tell a girl, you know what I mean, your whole life. No, I don't know what you mean. So therefore, this is uh-huh. done. Like, yeah. since you can't give me nothing more than four sentences and dick, I don't know what to tell you at this point. <laughs> like, I have a job to go to in the morning. Um, no, okay. I think you actually hit it on the head. It's that, you know, the uncles at the Dan Ryan's woods. Like, come on, young blood, let me talk to you. And it's just like yeah, that yeah. sometimes, not all the time, but that sometimes it's the mentality is like, you ain't crying. We ain't doing this soft, like you said, this soft shit. Yeah, man up, if you will. And I'm just like, and the, I the love younger my we, therapist. Yeah, the She's younger the we shit. are, the younger we are, we're more impressionable. So certain things you tell us, they stand out, and we, even though we don't try to, it still sticks with us. With different, once we present it with certain scenarios. So exactly. Yeah. But I, I will say this: like, I think he actually. There's a thing where I see him in all of, or a theme, I should say, when I see him always talking about like relationships, he's like, no, I do want to settle down. I do want to kind of find one to like love. Then he's like, no, I gave up that love shit so I could be in this position. Like, I feel like he battles with himself. I think we all just make fun of it because we meme him to death and it's good, love, and joy. But I'm like, I think he wants to do better. No, I I think, think, I think ultimately men do want to do better. But I mean, a lot, we, we allow a lot of influences to sway our thoughts and our moves. So, um, and I, I mean, I don't know how he grew up, you know, his background on that. Cause like, you know, those experiences from, as a, from a, a shorty, you, you seeing mother, father relationships, and then the relationships that the people in your neighborhood have with each other, mm-hmm. you know, that, that plays a pivotal part in how you, how you move. I did see an old picture of future when he was 17. Uh-huh. Nevadius was not the Nevadius <laughs> we have now. So I think it is also part of a Mike Jones back then. You ain't want me. Uh-huh. Now I'm hot. They on them. All on me. But I mean, I feel like he's been hot enough though. He get over that. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, yeah, you might go through a moment, but then at a certain point, I feel like it's just gonna it's gonna be the same routine. You're gonna get tired of it. True. So it's like when do when do we evolve? Exactly. Like no, that's speaking of evolution, um the evolution of twerking is something that <laughs> I personally the smile on your face, she was like, Yes, my topic. Give it here, bring it here. <laughs> you literally went from like, no, that's really interesting. Yes, nigga shit, let's go. <laughs> I'm doing this for the fam. Um yeah, so even last week I was talking about like the twerk video with Cardi B mm-hmm. and City Girls, um, free JT. <laughs> but I was talking about from like the perspective of like I had my friends here, like some were from the LGBTQ plus community, some were just like, you know, other cisgender black women. So it was just like all of them was like going up for different reasons. But I wanna know from you, like what were your thoughts? <laughs> The artistic direction. No, what were your thoughts of the of the twerk video? How do you think that makes black women look in your opinion? Okay, so wait. All right, that question, the last part of the question. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just switch it up a little bit because, you know, I can look at the video from two angles. Exactly. Okay. No, no, and that, that wasn't, that's not a judgment base. Like, uh, I want, uh, we all, <laughs> give me the answer. <laughs> like, no, stop bullshitting me. Like, Start with this this golden PR. Uh, I want the real answer. Go. Um, which which like I said, I can answer this in a couple different. ways. I want all the all facts. Right, cool. All right. Well, let's talk about. <laughs> I'm gonna like, give. How right. bad is this going? All to right. Be? So first of all, my homie he sent me the he sent me the link to the video. Oh, so. I know y'all grew me with lit. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked at the I looked at the video. You know, I actually looked at it twice because it was that you know it was that interesting, and I, and I said. I said this is one step below the tip drill video, you know, and every every 
young black male growing up used to watch BT Uncut. Well, I'm not gonna speak for all, but every well, I know my crew used to watch BT Uncut. I'm gonna say all. Like that's a part of our like just growing up. Like you already know that if it hasn't came on yet, the next the last ten minutes of uh, was it? 250 I think it went off at 3 a.m. or something like that. Oh, I so, thought you were giving me the time set. <laughs> no, I'm like, no, no, God I'm saying, damn, no, it used to come on. No, that is the <laughs> real thing. What? Is that are you giving me the moment yeah. the credit card slid? <laughs> no, at 250 in the uh, in the morning. You know, okay. If you ain't come on, you just know because the video was 10 minutes long. So. It was. It was. I legit was like that is a level of dedication. Yeah. No, but yeah, it was one. The, the 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 twerk video was definitely one step below the tip draw. I appreciated it from an artistic standpoint. <laughs> so you think it was a step low? I, okay. I know it's, it was one step below. See, I went yeah. and did an artistic comparison, and mm-hmm. I think the twerk video has now taken the tip drill's place. I nah, know, nah. See, that's the thing. I know it holds a soft spot in your heart. Because, you know, they had an uncut version. No, well, clearly, it was an uncut version of the Oh, wait, no. I did watch the yeah. cover. Oh, I forgot. Because in the version I was watching. Oh, I yeah. compared wrong. The version that they had on Bateman Suits. Yeah, I yeah, forgot. No, no, no. You're right. Tip, <laughs> tip drill still wins. Tip drill looked I like... I forgot about the un-uncut version yeah, of it looked Tip like, Drill. It looked like a good time for uh, anybody that was single. <laughs> it looks like everybody needed a penicillin shot afterward, but the good time was had. Yeah. Now afterward, I don't know if some conversations needed to be discussed. Definitely. But, um, okay, no, I completely forgot. Yeah, Tipstrill this still wins. <laughs> I completely No, but blame. yeah, from a from a um from a how does it portray black women? Mm-hmm. Um I think it is it's a cultural. It's a cultural situation because I mean twerking is is goes back to Africa, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's just that. look at everyone be on their history. I was like, please don't fuck it up, nigga. Please no, 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 no. Twerking goes back to to Africa. So like, you know what I'm saying? If you watch clips of you know how they dance out there, it's the same thing. It's just that we're in, in America. You know, we have different cultural standards, but that's even that has been broken. So there is no typical standard going on right here. So I mean, because you're gonna you're gonna have people that's gonna look at them like, oh my god. Then you got people that like it don't phase them, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I think the thing is like I loved the fact of how And the fact I'm sorry. And, oh go yeah. No, and the fact that um they're not afraid to express their, you know, their you know, their sexuality and everything. Leroy, so, let me yeah. find out your ass is non problematic. <laughs> I am so proud of you. <laughs> I am sitting like this nigga has been reading books. He's been out here educating himself. I know, I, you know, Good like, job. Nah. I like documentaries, all type of stuff. So you know. I was like, well, look at them got an eye of raw. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. This ain't some hotep shit. I was like, <laughs> if you hit me with the degradation of the black, I was like, no, no, stop no. it. I, I, I try not to even get into that part because people. No Dr. Umar Johnson for you? Dr. Umar Johnson gets a little extreme sometimes. So, um, no. I mean, he has a lot on his shoulders. He's the great, great, great nephew of Frederick Douglass. So, okay, <laughs> like, I was like, he just—he's going through a lot. No, yeah, sarcasm. No, <laughs> but no, I think the thing is, and I—I I think it's dope that like even to hear you as a dude say it, it's just like this whole. I took it as like the whole mentality of like how hoeing a housewife. You know, it's like mm. no, it's just women being women. Yeah. It's like. 
they should be or we should be afforded the same liberties that are afforded to men. Like, so yeah, unfortunately, that double standard still exists. But at the same time, y'all want to do half the shit that y'all want to do the same shit that we do. Basically, y'all just got to keep it for because of the, the, the double standard. Y'all have to keep it concealed to a certain I, degree. I always say this, which is it's so fucked up, but it's true. Like a man can sleep with three times as many women as like say a woman has done with men. And mm. niggas will say, fine, nigga, what? Like, nah, I can't even. But it's like if a if a man is finally trying to, you know, turn that page and yeah. like, nah, I got I gotta put the belt down, I gotta pass it on, like then he's ready to man up, I guess, if you will, he then can get whatever girl he wants. Like, no, that's how he was. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but with a woman, like, nah man, she sucked dick in the eighth grade. I remember that shit. She she been going. Like, what? Like that's the thing that, that I just I can't a stand another, with. A whole nother topic that you know I try to have it with some of my, with some of my friends. I'm like, okay, yeah, we're guilty of doing that, you know, of of like judging certain women, but at the same time, like, right, we gotta stop being so hard on y'all because uh, you know. If, I think if the truth came out, y'all wouldn't the, be able to date nobody. <laughs> like, it's true. like yeah, you know just because it's not being vocalized, or maybe y'all are doing this J Cole mathematics system of like, oh, she said four, I gotta multiply by three, <laughs> like. The fact remains, like, everyone is out here getting it in. Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, we can't, we got to stop being so hard on y'all because uh, we the shit that we do is nowhere, oh, the shit that y'all do is nowhere near, I was going to say, know, we do, so, wait, yeah. uh, so with this timestamp, can you <laughs> <laughs> delete that last point? No, yeah. Nah, that makes sense. I think, um, yeah, I had no problem with the video. This is a minor point. I'm like, where did they get that? Bi- that was some waterproof body paint. I'm like, how? Like, that's salt water. They were in the <laughs> Atlantic Ocean. Like, that's Miami. How did uh-huh. that stay on? But um, also, shout out to Miami for knowing how to act to twerk. Like, mm-hmm. I was surprised. I'm going to say something very controversial. Nikki can't. So... That's because her ass ain't real. So no, no, no. She can't move. Neither it. is Iggy's. True. But they're just there's no. Nah, a- I mean, neither is Iggy's, but Nikki's is like massive, and he, when she moves, it looks like it's a struggle. So like, no. I think it's because like, is it just me? Like, if you look at, her, I'm like the timing, just be like half a step up. I didn't really realize until I saw the Rick It Up video, and I'm like, you're. No, it wasn't that. It was the title performance she did when uh-huh. she was like in that like I don't know hosiery. It was like fishnet bodysuit, okay. and I was just like, "You're not twerking. That's just jumping. Like that looked like you doing jumping jacks." I, I like, think the, the problem is her ass doesn't move, so that's that's the thing. I think the problem <laughs> is the ancestors aren't blessing her because. <laughs> She is shady. I'm like, see, she you is, will man. have all those capa- all the capabilities to bake the cake mm-hmm. and still come out with dry ass Auntie Anne's. I'm like, I don't know <laughs> what to tell you. Uh, but no. Okay, then. Cool, then. Wrapping up with the twerk video. Is there anything else you saw social media wise that was just like this shit right here? Um, I mean, you know, the Soldier Boy... The Soldier Boy thing took over. It took over the internet this past week. So the funniest meme I saw about it was just like, "Yeah, man, you coming to my party on 79? Like that shit took Yo, me out. Me, I was screaming. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, Breakfast Club interview. Like when he started commenting on, like the stuff that he was saying was lies and truths at the same time. And, and, like, and the delivery though was like, okay, this is shit that everyone's thinking. So. Like he started talking about Tiger, and then 
Oh yeah, the tiger situation. That I'm like, oh, I literally was like, oh, running around the room like. <laughs> He was wilding, he was wilding, but you know, everyone was thinking it like, okay, damn, um, Tiger was with uh, Kylie Jenner for how long? And then he gets with, uh, no, then Travis Scott gets with Kylie and then pops off too? Like, yo, mm, how you feel about that, Tiger? <clears throat> I um, <laughs> um we're now gonna be moving you know? <laughs> like, no comment um you know what the Kardashians how do you feel about them I you know I never really had an opinion about the Kardashians because I just never did I just they're first of all they're marketing geniuses I'm still trying to figure out how they even got to that point outside of the you know I mean everyone knows what the whole Kim thing um they're great business people. I don't know if are they truly that are they truly that great of business um, people or their brand is just that strong that anything you do is you know it it, it they've jumps mastered hoops, so. there's two types of celebrity though mm-hmm. there's the celebrity that tells you everything about themselves and there's the celebrity that doesn't or you know and I find they have always been on <clears throat> their whole brand is based on inviting you into our world we're just like we we go through things too. Like, yeah, she told me I couldn't wear leopards. Like, how could she? Like, it's just like, okay, girl, fine. But I think there was a. I think it was George Burnett Shaw. It was a famous like artist, basically, okay. or fine fine artist, a painter, <clears throat> and he revolutionized the galleries in Britain because his up until then like artwork had just been based around like someone doing something. So okay. it was like the piano lesson or girls playing outside but he revolutionized all the galleries because his artwork was just like pretty and so he it coined the term like art for art's sake okay and i think the similarity is the kardashians are they represent the celebrity of being famous for famous sake like there's no talent behind what they do there's no You know, celebrity or the fame is a derivative of like, am I a singer? Am I a dancer? Am I an actor? You know, whatever that Mm -hmm. artistic capability is. They don't have one, but they are famous for fame's sake. And I think they represent the epitome of what this generation of Hollywood is based in. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. in combat with like, in I should say in contrast with. Beyonce's being shit is based in she is one of the best performers that's ever lived. Yeah, you know, or JC. I wonder. Brown. I'm curious to see how they are perceived in that world, that whole celebrity world. Like, are they really respected, or like, how does that work? Because I mean, clearly you can catch the shade from Kim K and the Beyonces, you know. So like, Beyonce clearly be shading Kim. <laughs> I think it reminds me of like. I think, so Hollywood, to a certain extent, when you think about this, it's based in, like, aristocracy, almost, in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how you had the gentry, then you had the merchants who were always trying to figure out how do we marry into the aristocracy. So it's like, you could be a merchant in Britain and be rich as fuck. You could be, like, the the Medici family in in Florence, Italy. Mm -hmm. But it's like... They were trying to level up so that they could be on the level of the Pope and the aristocracy, but they were still held down by the fact that, like, you're just average to us. Like, we still have this pedigree that we can lord over you, even if 
you making just as much or more money than us. So I think like when you're in those circles, they have to invite her into certain spaces. But I still think it's a thing of like she isn't truly respected in a lot of circles just because it's like, what are you here for? Like you don't do anything. And then also I think everyone finds them extremely problematic. Like Kim, yes, has just started speaking out on like social issues, but the rest of them don't. Mm hmm. Kendall had like that whole Pepsi commercial situation that just blew up in her face. She annoys models because she is the highest paid model in the industry. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the That's girl crazy. pulled in like twenty two mil or something last year, and it's just like the like the OGs, the Nicole. That's the. I think that's the problem because, like, a lot of models or, you know, anybody else that's working in the industries or the businesses that they really have to bust their ass. They in a New York apartment, seven bitches to a room. And it's just like, and she just got to walk in based on the cloud of, like, her mom opened Mm -hmm. that door for her. So that does, I think, in a lot of spaces create resentment. Yeah. And I know just in terms of black women, they get celebrated for shit that we got, you know, degraded over Mm -hmm. or made fun for. Um, Sarah Bartman just left that museum in France in like the 2000s and she had been a display there for like over a hundred years. So it's just like, yeah, but she gets celebrated for it. It's just like, yeah, it's crazy. It's it's crazy. Fun times being black or it's like where you can shoot a black boy 16 times Mm Mm-hmm. And get, what, six and a half? He only gonna probably serve, like, three. Yeah, that's what they were saying. And then it's like the judge... I knew the second he went into months. I'm like, first off, you already know calculations. First Twelve off, times. You- so, like, I know what this is. I'm not stupid. I mean, first off, I knew it was gonna be some bullshit because how long it was taking him to get out the uh, the verdict. He was explaining everything. Actually, I was watching it like, if can you, you hurry up? And if you take- divide the two, and then if you remember on Monday, on the, the third day of the second week of the first trial, like, what yeah, are I'm you like, talking about? Like, You're blowing me right now. <laughs> he thanked everything. Thank you to the bailiffs, um, to the interns who brought us the donuts on day three. Are you fu- like, you just going through the whole yeah. fucking casting call right now. I um, I think the biggest thing is, Chicago, we a special type of crazy in this country, mm. and I—that's I, what I love so much about us. It's, we were the only like city state that when Trump tried to do that, but she was like, "We will shut your shit down." Like he couldn't come to you know the USC Pavilion. Mm-hmm. Like he still ain't had a rally in Chicago or in—I I don't even know if he's had one in Illinois because I feel like everybody like, "Oh no, we in Peoria for the weekend, sis." Um, but I think when it came to, yes, they the verdict was given, but I, I find also now at times it's like we're more smart about who was involved in this. Because uh-huh. I instantly was like, okay, so Vaughn will not be voting him back in as judge. You, you, you've served your purpose, mm-hmm. sis. Um, I've been looking, going on all the aldermen's pages, on all their endorsement pages. If you have had nothing to say about this situation as an incumbent alderman, you don't need your job. Because I'm like, clearly you're you a part of the Chicago. Yeah, yeah, you're you a part of the, You're okay with the Chicago machine. Like, the Democratic Party is not blindly getting my vote just because I'm black. I'm mm-hmm. like, black people didn't even give a fuck about the Democratic Party until FDR. Like, mm-hmm. they were some of the strongest racists during Civil War and everything. Yeah, actually, it shifted. Republicans was the was the the go to at first, and then He's it shifted to scary. Democrats. Yeah, that's crazy. And it was based on the fact of, like, the New Deal, all the program, Like, the majority of programs that everyone right now 
is losing their mind over with this government shutdown is because of FDR mm-hmm. and things that got put into place with the Great Depression. And on top of it, the fact that once he got polio, his wife doesn't even get enough credit. Like, Eleanor Roosevelt was a fucking beast. She's the one that was crisscrossing across the country, like, talking to different social groups from all different ethnicities, all different demographics, and then going back to the White House and reporting him, like, you need to make this Mm -hmm. a priority or... For World War II and like all this, you know, things were being built in these factories. There's no African-Americans that are being allowed to work in these shipyards or in these naval bases. You need to like open this up to them or make a law so that they have to hire black people. Yeah. Like she was a bomb ass. Per- like I love Michelle, don't get me wrong, but Eleanor Roosevelt was not no like do nothing bitch. Like she was on it. So I just when I look at the the situation as a whole, like. Y'all put a nut bag in the White House. What'd you expect? <laughs> yeah. And this this is the America you want, but I'm like on a local level. Oh no, sis. I'm actually um Biscuits and Jam is doing a Chicago votes event and I had them on earlier in the week. Okay. In February. And the whole point is to educate people on like who to vote for this upcoming election. No, that's real. Cause I mean when we go to the polls and we looking at the different the like the judges, the list of judges and different things, we don't know shit about that. You just start picking you just literally find yourself like I got blind, better blindly picking these people. Okay. Outside of the people that you see uh, in the in the in the media in the and the news, yeah. I forgot the website. I'll send it to you, but there is a website, I think it's called like Democracy Now or something, but it had all the judges like why you should or shouldn't vote for them. And there were like three that this last midterm that even they were like blatantly like no do not vote for this judge mm-hmm. they systematically will put black and brown boys and girls in jail whereas like the white kids just get like probation or something and so i was like okay it was actually really helpful the problem was it was not in the same order as the ballot so okay. what confused me was then I, had, I like it took me probably like four, i know everybody was pissed at me i was like y'all can suck my dick it took me like 45 minutes to finish my ballot because I kept having to go back and make sure I had like the correct judge checked. Okay. But also just in terms of the process, do we know what happens if you don't choose none of them? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I'm like, this is throughout my whole bat. Like some states are like, you have to fill everything, to fill everything yeah. or your ballot. It's like, these are those little nuances that I'm still trying to like figure out. Yeah. No, I think it's important that we get educated on, um, people like the judges. The only people that really know are people that are in like maybe law enforcement or, or um, politicians. Politicians, because like, politicians. like my uh, my parents, like my dad was CPD for twenty plus years, and then uh, my mom was a, a Cook County probation officer. So like she knows some of these judges. And she like her comments. She'd be like, Yeah, hell no, don't vote for them. You know things like that. But that's just like, I'm just speaking from that their career moves. That's they understand those things. But for me or in other people. I'm like, I don't know who these people are, you know, so I don't deal with courts and, and judges and all of that. So, mm-hmm. wow. you Okay. All right, then. So just wrapping up this aspect with So According to IG, this was a nice little back and forth. I'm actually feeling this. Um, well, I do not know what you all will be drinking come cupping season 2019 that is currently upon us. But for those long, lonely winter nights where he lied and said he was coming over and he did not. Make sure that you have Cavassier VSOP to ease the pain. It kept us posted in the summertime, and it'll definitely be here for the wintertime with that smooth, velvety taste that we all love. So make sure whatever you are drinking, that it is Cavassier VSOP. And now back to Joy Has Questions. 
So moving right into my favorite part, the interview part. Get to okay. rub my hands like Birdman. Um, I'm super excited. Like I said before, I have known Leroy since high school. But I did not think you liked me like in high school. We went to different schools, but we had mutual friends. Uh-huh. And you were... I've always been 5'2", I feel. I feel like I was 5'2 in 7th grade. And uh, your ass was always like, I really didn't think like you couldn't physically see me. I'm like, he does not look down. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm clearly coming into like this nigga's like top ab cavity. Like, it's not <laughs> like he's looking down. Um, so it was just funny because it's like you always were like, you were quiet. You came in with your like. I be chilling, man. Your oversized Danichi like every other black guy. And you was just like, okay. I've never had a Nietzsche. <laughs> We have the pictures. <laughs> okay, no. let, me, hey, let me see. Let me, let me confirm. <laughs> Don't make me call mine. Be like, I know you got something for Brooks. <laughs> Give me one yearbook picture, please. No, I, probably, um, I got some stuff, but I ain't. No, I didn't do that one. <laughs> <laughs> you was like, Mom, burn this. I, I don't. The kids don't ever need to see this. <laughs> um, no. Uh, yeah. So just knowing you, you've always been super focused. Always just been like on your grind. On your. I don't know what about ISU. Like, oh, Brittany, you like mm-hmm. everybody's just like Ethiopia. Some hustling. I'm like, okay. Man, you gotta get it. You gotta get out here, no, yeah, legally. So, right. <laughs> he was like, jail is not sexy. <laughs> like, no, I, I might be tall. I'm not dealing with this want, bullshit. I don't want no smoke with that. Nope. Exactly. So, 60 day in, let me just nah. say, I, <laughs> that's a rabbit hole I never should have gone down. But no, outside of that, like looking at you and, and being like, a voice in the city and mm. having these multiple businesses like how did you get started because like i remember i looked i'm like okay one day Leroy is working in corporate america the next day he ubering just because he's bored i'm like what are you what, like what is this and it's just like what's the, happening the thing is no i was i was doing all of that at the same time i was working in corporate and finessing and the whole work from home and <laughs> <laughs> i was legit be like I mean, I just feel like you know, I wasn't he getting, makes money. Yeah, I'm, I wasn't getting paid enough from one, so like, all right, I gotta get it. I gotta subsidize it somewhere else. So, okay. and I just believe in multiple streams of income. I mean, I, honestly, I don't, I don't see no other way because I refuse to be dependent on one source of income. Especially, I, I went through a, a layoff back in 2016, uh. and granted. I already was educated on, you know, having multiple streams and I was already in the motions of, you know, putting that together, that game plan together. But when your main source of income gets snatched away from you, it puts you but in But that a, car note did not get snatched yeah, away. Bills, those bills are still there. Like, right. no, you got to make something happen. You got to like, you got to execute and produce. It really puts you in a, a natural, a natural grind survivor mode. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's and then on top of that, I just look at my family and then um, the sacrifices they made. Uh, and I've seen them work hard over the years. And then I'm like, all right, well, I believe in working smarter than harder. You know what I'm saying? So I got to I got to put these game plans like plan. You got to put it's like it's a chess game. It's really it really is a chess game. So um, and you got your hand if you got your hands in different things. Again, if one thing is taken away, it won't knock you off the yeah it Mm -hmm. won't knock you off completely off your game so you just gotta you gotta put you gotta put feet to the fire or fire to the feet however you want to say it (laughs) (laughs) just gotta make it happen happen. you gotta make it happen for real no that's dope so i mean when you grad you graduated what 2011 2012 december of 2011 2011 okay so what was your degree uh computer information systems you're a stem kid Yeah, and the system analyst was the sequence because they had like three different 
Wait, focuses. so you know all that like C plus plus language um, or what is it? J A plus. What is it? They got like, you got Java, you got Java, C plus okay. plus, you got Python. Um, you I mean COBOL is pretty ancient, but the point is yeah. you know how to do it. Uh no. Oh okay. I'm I was like, because it's you know tech. The tech world is so broad, right? You know? So it's a lot of things that you could do. Like I wasn't really into the programming like that. Granted. We, off the strength of the first two classes that you got to take in uh at the school of information <laughs> you technology said was like, oh hell no <laughs> yeah no, no they're like weed out classes like they're 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 programming classes and this shit is not fun <laughs> okay. i spent hours upon hours in a computer lab trying to figure out how to get a, a program to execute and i just got tired of the fact that the problem being is that something simple like i didn't put a semicolon on, on something okay and that's the thing like my friend gabby who she is an engineer like mm-hmm. we work together and she started she told me like she started doing it with like myspace and mm-hmm. she didn't realize yeah that she that's was, really that's coding right right there. Yeah. she didn't really like her page was like the top myspace page but she didn't realize that she was coding and so she was like when she went into coding classes it made sense to her mm-hmm. but i had other friends that were just like after eight hours of my life wasting away and I realized I forgot to put a dash, mm-hmm. I got an A in that class and I walked the fuck away. <laughs> and I was just like... It's, it's frustrating. It is definitely frustrating. I mean, you got to be built for it if you, I mean, if that's what you want to do. So so what did you like find yourself, you know, I know you said like computer info. Computer information system. So you're yeah. solving business problems with technology. That's the definition of information systems. Okay. And, and I went into the project management space. Gotcha. So... You know, learning the system development life cycle and everything that goes along with that. See, okay, so in my role, like, mine isn't even, I just have to, like, keep the customers happy when something goes wrong. I then send that issue to you Mm -hmm. for you to figure it out. You send me, like, the nice little answer back, and I'm just like, here you go, guys. And then, like, I package it up. Okay. It's a whole process. Uh, Everything... It, it, it's funny, like for instance, if you look at your phone and I don't know, you click a button, it goes to the next screen. That's a whole process. It's, exactly, there's requirements that need to be written up and encoding that needs to be done for that. I had to tell my kids that in the GLT series, I was like, when you search for something, like how do you think it got mm-hmm. to the next page? And then, like, and then if there's an error, then you got to go back in and. and, and start a whole new exactly. project to get that fixed oh god it's just like yeah it was a lot so clearly you were doing that i know you say you got laid off what made you you know like actually that was a blessing in disguise too because it forced me to it forced me to make shit happen everything you lose is not a loss mm-hmm. i'm just like that has been i think one of the biggest teaching lessons for me whether it's been personal or professional not everything that happens and i will say this the moments that i've gotten laid off it was way better than me having that that fleeting moment of like telling somebody off and being like "fuck y'all." Because the thing is, like, you say what you want, but unemployment—at least I did use my unemployment in conjunction with like also working. Mm-hmm. So it's like it still was helping me carry me through until like I had that next opportunity present itself. Until that unemployment ran out, like, oh. I always <laughs> had the plan. I was not gonna be like Joanna Scammer, just like kicked back with the unemployment. Uh, I always was just like. <laughs> Let's get it. Okay, one month you get to relax, uh, and then I can be back to it. So I can't even. You can't even relax with unemployment. The, the portion that you get is like it's literally like <laughs> not this? even half. It's like third. What forty like percent yeah, of your salary? It's so it's like crazy. your monthly allotment now, or your unemployment is like one check that you'd have gotten from work. Yeah, you're like, well, my bills are. <laughs> right like so. do you see this 328 i like, I have shit to do <laughs> like um but no so that was the thing like when you were saying like multiple streams of income i was mm-hmm. like no bills will pile up 
So what made you like want to venture out? Like, tell me about your businesses. What made you want to specifically go into the industries or to tackle the, the roles that you have now? Um, well, I started off getting, going into real estate uh, back in 2014, 15. Well, when I purchased my first condo, um, I was 25, 24, something like that. Okay. Uh, and just going through that whole process, uh, it, it was it interested, it interested me on top of before. Um, my parents used to own a building uh, over in the Bronzeville area, and then just oh, snap. and then when they when they sold it, I saw like how much they made off of it. I was like, damn, for real. I was like, well, I'm gonna try to figure this one out. Um, and I remember in in college, they actually had a book at the crib called uh, it was about tax liens. So I read that and then I update. I mean, I educated myself on that, and I just was wondering. I was wondering uh, how how do you see all these real estate tycoons and everything like that, and then to bring it back to when I said I purchased my first condo, you know, shit, I didn't, I didn't spend a lot of my fucking savings to get this condo. I'm like, this is only one property. How the hell do people have multiple properties? Because mm-hmm. I know damn well they're not uh, going back and just saving up right. and keep doing that. So that um that intrigued me to 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 start my education on that one. Um, and then you know, of course. You, you the marketing from uh, the fortune builders people, um, uh, Than Merrill and everything. So one day I just was like, I, I don't know, it was late. I came home from the, the club or something like that, <laughs> and they kept playing the commercial over and over. It's like, let me get my life. Together. And I was trying what to go that? to sleep. I was like, I was trying to go to sleep, but you know, sometimes I go to sleep with the TV on. That commercial kept coming. I'm like, maybe this is a sign. So let me go ahead and uh, look into this. And I went to one of their free seminars, and then they start introducing different strategies. Uh, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. So then I started looking into it further, and then I just started applying myself uh, with it. I mean, real estate is, is an ongoing grind. Uh, you really are hustling with that, you know, from um, from an investor side with wholesaling, fixing flips, um, and then buying holds. And then from even from the agent side, since I'm, I'm an agent, and I recently became an agent, um, and just working with potential clients and then managing the whole process, you know, contracts <sighs> and all of that. So the headache of that. Yeah. Um, Which first and foremost, credit black people credit. Credit is important. Like you can you can leverage credit to do a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, which is why it's so good to have it like mm-hmm. up there. I'm building mine, but it's like ugh, the headache of it. Um, so yeah, so you have the real estate business that you developed. Mm-hmm. Is that an LLC in itself or it's an S corp? Yeah, S corp. Okay. So in terms of then, like I see you do a lot of community involvement with mm-hmm. Fresh Vision Group. Like, how did that come to be? So I've always been, I've always wanted to give back. Um, and then, I mean, it initially started with uh, my fraternal, uh, my fraternity um, from ISU, you know, a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Like, <laughs> can't just let like, God, like, he gonna say it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. No, so yeah, it started with that. But I also, I mean, I've always been interested in trying to help and give back. And I, I mean, once I graduated, I was trying to figure out ways I can do that. And I mean, it was, so the, because the, the nonprofit came, really came out of nowhere, um, with one of my my old college roommates, and he had started doing um, doing uh, bag lunches on a smaller scale, uh, and then I got a hold of that, and then we just sat down, we were rapping, talking about different, you know, his vision on how he wanted, you know, to help the community. Then I was talking about my vision, and then at the same time, I've already had established this little this brand with the the Fresh Vision brand. So I was like, well, we might as well combine our resources, and you can do Fresh Vision Group, and um, from there, it really grew into. A, you know, I have a, a good business acumen, so I, you know, I put everything down on paper. And then we started a whole organization, uh, and the, our first initial project is called Feed the City, and we 
bag lunches on a, on a biweekly basis, 150 yeah. to 200 bag lunches. Uh, and we distribute those on the streets. And what's left over, we'll take to, um, to shelters across the city. And then we also have gotten uh, into the relief efforts um, initiatives like uh, Hurricane uh, Harvey in Houston. Mm-hmm. And then we had we just did Hurricane Florence uh, back in October where we collected donations and we physically drove these donations to the cities oh, wow. um, and, and distributed them. Yeah, we really were in, we were in these communities distributing these items. Um, yeah, so but no, we're working on a whole bunch of different things. Uh, but the main pro- the main premise of Fresh Vision Group is to kind of provide a, pl- a platform for millennials to give back and uh, and and highlight the positive side of Chicago because you know in media, where is it's, it's such a negative stigma about you know people especially black people from chicago and then you know, i like to travel so when i when i'm talking to people they you know they ask ignorant questions i mean how do you survive yeah i'm like what are you talking about are chicago? you concerned <laughs> i'm like what i'm not walking around my streets with uzis and yeah. like bulletproof vests well, and I'm, I'm and i tell these people i'm like okay yeah the stuff that you see yeah it does happen but it's in concentrated areas and this is what it's just what the media decides to focus on right because it's a lot of positive things going on here in the city and then so that's where we come in we're trying to highlight the arts the artistic scene the tech scene the uh, the philanthropists the you know entrepreneurs and uh what else like yeah we're just trying to do that so it, we're, it's, we're continuously growing um and we're just trying to tap into these different markets right now and uh like i said we started off with the bag lunches now i'm shifting focus on actually trying to empower the homeless with uh some type of workforce development um program and and then even from the tech space and tapping into that trying to provide people with uh basic tech skills uh, because a lot of people a lot of people don't know Say Word, Excel, um, PowerPoint. Like even from um, when I've, you know, like I said, I got laid off in 2016, and I went through a process of interviewing. And, you know, they constantly asking people about, or asking me about Excel skills and stuff like. I almost yeah. fell the fuck out <laughs> trying to do a V lookup for the first time. When I was like, oh god, like, it's kind of cool though once you learn how to. Once do you figure things, it yeah. out, but I was it also scared the hell out of me because I was like, how did I get to this point in my life? And I've never really had to sit down and focus on microsoft excel and now mm-hmm. like in my actual role like i don't need that shit like yeah. i'm always looking at tables and stuff no but yeah um yeah so that's that's basically what we're trying to do uh and accomplish with uh with fresh vision group that's so, amazing yeah. um because you founded fresh vision group when uh january of 20 what's 20 it's tw- january of 2017 okay so yeah. oh you just had a year first well the month's not over, but yeah. still, this is a bit <laughs> like your your inaugural year is coming to a close. That's amazing, especially that's a lot to accomplish mm-hmm. in such a short amount of time. Yeah, um, it is. So clearly, are you an only child, Leroy? No, I have a younger brother. You got a younger brother, so it's you. Your is all your family tall? For the most part, yeah. Okay, I'm not. I mean, like, well, I mean, me and my brother are like we're way taller than my parents. This is just <laughs> fascinating. Like, you look at me. I'm five two. I come from a family of like. You know, yeah, just I, lower height. So I was like, who else in your family I mean, is tall like, like that? I'm six eight. My brother is six seven, and uh, my dad he's only like six two, six one. I would have loved to see him mad then, at y'all in high school. Like I told you, <laughs> and, and then my mom, she's five nine. So okay, I'm gonna say that the height came from that from my mom being five nine. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> got you. But in terms of like family, clearly, obviously, like you have a, a younger brother. Mm-hmm. You clearly are, you seem have always seemed tight knit with your your mom and dad, or mm-hmm. come from you know a good stable home environment. Um, how do they help you and encourage you 
Hell, even sometimes if it's a matter of just like, boy, sit your ass down. Like, take a break. Like, you clearly always seem to They tell me that all the time. (laughs) Recently. (laughs) Like, you're doing too much. You need to take care of yourself, you know. I mean, that's real. I I, I think the thing is Stop stressing out. (laughs) Isn't it the word? Like, you wake up some days and you just be like, look. Man. I have shit to do. What am I doing? Like, I've got to get on it. It's just like, you're about to give yourself a whole ass panic attack and it's not even 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like, chill the fuck out. But... So, in terms of having that tight knit, have they always been like that grounding or that foundation for yes, you? Yes, always, always. I, you know, cause I come from a two parent household, and and that's it's always been us, us four, you know. Um, and then from that perspective, I just take different traits from both of them um, as far as my parents go, because my dad, you know, he's always been the provider, uh, the super provider. Um, um, my mom was she, was she was a provider as well, but also I take I take a lot of the, my business mindset and thinking out of the box from my mom. Oh know, wow! Yeah, so because she always you know well, figuring out ways. <laughs> she's like you got to think outside of us. If you find this problem, this challenging, it, it seems like there's a wall. No, there's always around. There's a way around it. And I've, I've taken that mantra with everything I do. Like, I don't necessarily take no for an answer. I'm like, okay, you said no with this but all right let me figure this one out give me two seconds <laughs> right yeah and then it's like when you hear the yes from someone else you get to sit there and you're like hmm, yeah i still got my way in it yeah it's not like i still got like, i still achieved the result that, that i right. wanted so yeah that makes sense and in terms of like then you know just the family and the the self-care aspect that mm-hmm. you even commented on what is it or how how do you balance that in a sense of like okay laura shut it down because you do you have several several balls in the air like Man. once uh yeah that's still a work in progress but at the same time uh you you just got to cut yourself off because if you keep thinking about doing different things you're going to keep finding reasons not to uh not to just clock you in out the club yeah. checking acorn like what is where is my what's my dividend checking, like? checking emails all you know responding and then i've also found it ah I wish I could just turn my phone off and leave it. I wish it. that you could do not disturb from. I give it to you. Go with what you. Yeah, I wish I, I wish I can do. I wish I could turn my phone off and because uh, it is it's very peaceful when your phone is off. But at the same time, though, after the initial panic of where yeah, is it? That's yeah, but at the same time, they're like, hey, I'm, if I'm, I'm gonna miss certain phone calls, you know, coming in and everything from that perspective. But I guess it's, it's an ongoing work in progress. That is that is has has been a focus for me in 2019, learning how to. Uh, better organize and, and balance everything because I do have my hands in a lot of different things. Right. So, and even when the tough, when times get tough, I'm, I'm literally, I always have to remind myself the reason why I'm doing certain things and remember to just stick to it. You know, yeah, I got to stick to it. Through. No matter, you know, how stressed out I get about different things. You know, but, yeah, it's this is an ongoing thing. It's a good at times to have like that Wusa moment. I know like builds character <laughs> and growth too, so it does. Mm-hmm. So does also level setting with a therapist because I do um I'm I'll text mine and be like, I'm having a moment. She's like, You good, you got this. And I'm like, I think that's something like we don't t- we we talk about it more in our community now, I should say at least with our generation, but mm-hmm. I'm like, therapists are fucking amazing yeah like i like the fact that um in our in our culture that we're starting to embrace that more uh publicly would you ever get one i would okay i would because i think sometimes like people think like you have to have some like traumatic life experience or like some y'all fix my life shit happened to you and now you need to talk through it i'm like 
everything that happens is interconnected. So sometimes it's just a matter of like, you just need to, you know, talk it out just, you know, so you can better equip yourself for like what it is that you have to do going forward. Mm -hmm. Um, So even just pivoting them for a little bit, like, I've always super, like, I have truly never heard nothing, like, grimy or shade. Like, you ain't never been in no drama with, like, this nigga broke my heart. Like, I've never heard of that. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, also, I mind my business. So, uh, that's probably, I've never heard that. Um, So, how do you factor, like, your love life into the fact of, like, I got several businesses. I still got to, like, come home and eat my mama's, like, stuffed turkey. Uh-huh. Like, how does that all work? With the love life uh, piece, that that's the work. I've decided to really put more effort into that, especially as I get older. Um, I have to learn to balance that more, more. Because before, it was like, you know, I got my hands in different things. I'm like, this is my primary focus. I mean, it still is my primary focus, but at the same time, though, I don't want to achieve and make, get all the money in the world and then I'm lonely. Like, no, I don't <laughs> right. want to do like, that no at all. Like, no one to appreciate this yeah. place like, it's like, no. what are you doing it for? And then my purpose, also a part of my purpose of doing everything is to set myself up for when I am ready to have that family and, and everything, make right. sure that they're good. So, I mean, how am I going to do that if I'm not working, actually really put in 100% effort in, in in dating and making and really making you feel uh, the way you need, you, the way you want to be feeling and need to be treated. So, uh, again. going to make... You better come through with these. And LeRoy answered the question, and then it was great. Like, he literally was like, so, you know, I'm investing in self and yeah, making no, sure yeah. I have that together. And then you just, and you also got to learn about your, your your previous experience as well. Like, you know, what didn't work in your past relationships. And you're like, okay, if you start hearing the same things from, you know, different people that you dealt with. Self-awareness, my yeah, like, right, like, I gotta, perhaps I got to fix something. That I, might have it, been on me. It's my on bad. Me. My bad. But at the same time, though, you know, everybody's human. You know, people make mistakes. You just got to learn from it and try not to make them again. Very true. Very yeah. true. I think, um, I don't know, maybe if that's just like a, a trait of people when, like, you are focused or you really, like, you're just trying to grind it out. Like, my friend's have started to treat me like one of these like Gabrielle Union like movies. So Mary Jane? Like, they trying to see, they trying to get they trying to I put you in that category? What type of I'm just saying. I was like, she <laughs> triggers me. <laughs> Not Gabrielle, Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. But um no, let's shit, let me think about my PR answer. <laughs> like, bring it back. No. I think the thing is like I have always been uh, more career focused than mm-hmm. I have personal life focused. And it's not even like me having some, I don't give a fuck about a biological clock. Like mm-hmm. I have goals that I want to complete. And if I turn into rich auntie Oprah for Chicago, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing though, is like <clears throat> my friends will be like now, like you're always going to these networking events, joy. And you're all like, oh, who did you meet? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like I went here to work and they're like, Oh, like no one was there that was cute and I'm just like that's not my focus I'm not trying that. to turn yeah. LinkedIn into Tinder like what the hell yeah, are you doing so I think that's the thing it's like it's funny when you then like take a step back and it it can at times make you question like am I being too focused in this one area of life and making my other area fall like completely by the wayside or am I investing in the things that matter to me and then it'll be full circle? Mm-hmm. I find for me, that's the balance I'm always trying to make of like, am I doing too much in one aspect and not investing enough? Or am I just trying to grind it out and be yeah. focused and not problematic? So I completely get it. Um, just swipe me out the game. Like, 
<laughs> we'll try again in in summer of 2020. Like uh-huh. I don't I don't have shit to tell you, but no, I completely get that. It is a matter of like balancing it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely got I got to put more focus in that in that area. You know? Okay. <laughs> well, Chicago, you heard it here first. No, no I'm working kidding. on. No, I'm working on it though. Okay, yeah. that's what's up. I think in terms of everything else, like your businesses are bomb as fuck. We definitely are gonna have like all of the you know the links and everything. So mm. it's just like no, go follow his shit. It is legit. Um, this is great to have you on the show and to chop it up in the sense of like you know what you've been working on, your progression from being like. You know, in high school, college to now. Just like speaking of, speaking on progression too, mm-hmm. you also gotta as being in the entrepreneur space, you gotta look at where you started at and where you're coming from. Cause you know, we get especially being millennials, we get impatient. We want things to happen instantly. We get so hard on ourselves. Yeah, we get so hard on ourselves and then it's it, things seem like they're moving super slow at times and then yeah, things are moving super slow, but you gotta we gotta realize like, okay, well, this time last year or this time two, three months ago, I was I wasn't even in this space. True. You know what I'm saying? So every every major milestone is small the small task that led to that. So hey, that's what you gotta really embrace. Cause next thing you know, you do that over a period of time. Next thing you know, you are making you do get that big hit, that big, you know, whatever you're working on, whatever your 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 business is, it happens. And that's it's funny when like speaking even in media when entertainers like new quote unquote new artists come out and they be like I've been doing this for yeah they've been doing it forever (laughs) like I'm new to you (laughs) like I have my fan base Mm -hmm. I think that's that's definitely true I think on the other side though it's like taking time to celebrate those wins like that's what I need to do too but like I'm it's it's hard it's hard it's hard it's hard it's hard because you're like okay. I don't want to celebrate this. I need to. I didn't. I didn't reach the ultimate goal that I, I, I was think, trying to achieve. I think also for me, it's just always been a thing of like Chicago is just like we supposed to be working. So it's like I don't understand. I guess sometimes it's like you want me to talk about me doing something like I said I was gonna do. Like yeah. it kind of just at times feels weird. So I force myself now to just be a little bit more vocal. Also, I don't. I can't speak for your family. But I know in mine, like, bragging ain't something that's celebrated. Like, no. my family will cut you down real quick. Be like, we don't give a fuck. So it's just like, no, yeah, it, it's hard to balance that. It's funny you said that because, um, you know, I used to, you know, I used to play basketball. And one of, one of the, it was an interview they did with Paul Pierce um, when the, for the Boston Celtics. You know, the Celtics have a long history yeah. of winning. I mean, Russell. <laughs> like, 11 it, rings. Yeah, they have a long history of winning. And then... In, of winning championships, period. So, like, when they get the conference finals, you know, they win that. They're like, we don't even hang those banners. Like, that's not even, we don't even celebrate that. You know, we win championships. Like, that's that gives you a, a, a perspective. A, a perspective. Like, damn, okay. <laughs> like, so you want us to be excited for what we were supposed yeah, to, exactly. to do? Like, that's like saying, do okay, supposed going to, to final I, I'm four. supposed to win this. Though, exactly. So. And that, yeah, I think that's the thing of, like, is that arrogance? No, because the thing is, when you have that proven track record mm. of that level of excellence, you know what is considered that standard. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm not getting happy on the process exactly. to that level because I'm like I'm not at that mountaintop yet. Yeah, same thing with real estate. I'm like, don't get happy. I tell people all the time, like, don't get excited because you got this contract signed or, you know, a deal isn't a deal until it's closed out because it can fall apart at any moment. Right. <laughs> Bank come back. Actually, and you will this be stre- appraisal. You will be stressed the fuck out. 
Don't when that deal it. falls apart, you be sitting there hurt. Like, oh my man. boy, it was a never full you bag. Can't, you can't put you can't put your your feelings into it. It, it will have you out here. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, look, let me tell you, yeah, it's, it's gonna have you out here for real. That's there's your first therapy session right there. You're like <laughs> so. This bungalow, I knew it was mine. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. and then even like like I said, when I was per- when I first purchased my condo, um, I think typically the first property that you find that you think you you want to put an offer in and get, you're not gonna get that way. It's usually the second or third property that you like and you see, you like, okay. But in your hope, you're like, just please let this work out. <laughs> yeah. I can't take any more disappointment. Man, that process is a headache sometimes. Y'all have a little luck. Yeah. Well, you clearly signed up for it. You have been excelling at it. So all the blessings to you in the sense of like you continuing on this upper mobility and this path. Like you definitely have been putting in the work. So you will definitely get the success that you want. Um, so happy to have you on the show. Thanks I know. It was my pleasure on. to be here. Yay. Um, that is it for so. I have a question. I'll be moving into my motivational message to wrap up the show. Hello, everybody. So today's motivational message, I'm going to keep it short and sweet, and that is really appreciate your tribe. I think that is something that when it comes to the collaborative space, when you are an entrepreneur, or rather if you are just in corporate America, really appreciate those who are there to support you, push you, refer you, really the ones that want to see you succeed just as much as they are doing so themselves. So I think that is something that maybe we get away from when we are tunnel visioning, especially in Q1, everyone's focused, everyone's finishing, you know, their to-do plans in terms of how they want the top of the year to go. Make sure that you are including your tribe in that because when you find yourself on July 28, 2019, stressed the fuck out, they are going to be the ones to pick you back up and to remind you of the hustle and the fire that you had at the beginning of the journey. So Do not take them for granted and also lean on them when you need to, because if they are truly your tribe members, they will be there to support you and pick you up. Bye, guys. I will talk to you next week.